we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for 10908. Now, this is a remake of the last two teachings that I did on Sunday, 10508, on the vaccinations and the pharmacia. The reason being is I had some technical difficulties. My microphone setup was just going downhill, and I didn't quite get this new microphone in in time to do the last study. And as a result, I'm going to have to do this totally over again. And I apologize for the, uh, the study that's up there right now, but hopefully this will be the last time that happens. We're going to go ahead and talk about vaccinations, and we're going to be going through several different stories today. The first one of which is entitled $75,000 reward offered for an MD to publicly drink the vaccine additives. Jock Doubleday, director of the California Nonprofit Corporation, has offered $75,000 to the first medical doctor or pharmaceutical CEO who publicly drinks a mixture of the standard vaccine additives. The additives would be the same as those contained in the vaccines recommended for a six-year-old, according to U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC guidelines. And the dose would be body weight calibrated in order for it to be fair. It would include, but be not limited to, thimerosal, which is the, the mercury derivative that they put in many vaccines as a so, so-called preservative, ethylene, ethylene glycol, which is the main ingredient in antifreeze, Phenol, which is a disinfectant dye. Aluminum, which is probably the number one cause of Alzheimer's disease. Benzenthonium chloride, which is a disinfectant. And formaldehyde, which is embalming fluid. So I'm not exaggerating. These are many of the different ingredients that they routinely put into vaccinations. And it's very easy to verify anything that I'm telling you today because we're going to be referencing this. But if you go to a physician's desk reference that you can go and see at any public library... Uh, you can even uh, buy them and purchase them at, at bookstores. You can find this out for yourself as far as the ingredient list. On August 7th, 2007, now this was a little while back, but uh, if no one has taken the challenge, the offer will be increased by 90000 and will increase at a rate of 5000 per month until someone accepts. Now, this is uh, Dr. Mercola commenting, and he says, not surprisingly, this offer has been on the table since 2001. But no one has been willing to take the toxic chemical cocktail, except for the children who innocently go to their routine vaccinations. With the average amount of loans for medical students now well in excess of $100,000, you might have thought that some doctor would have tried to cash in on this so they could accelerate the payment on their student loans. In addition to the vaccine added as listed above, others can be included to include ammonium sulfate, pig blood, rabbit brain, monkey kidney, monkey lung, beta-propylactone, tributylphosphate, and a laundry list of other chemicals. The mercury-based preservative, thimerosal in particular, which is 49% mercury, is very dangerous. Mercury is a poison and a potent neurotoxin. Injecting it into a child whose nervous system is rapidly developing can have terrible consequences. From the evidence I have reviewed in my own clinical experience, it is clear that mercury... One of the re- is one of the reasons that autism has skyrocketed in the last 10 years. Autism has started to decrease now that some vaccines have a limited mercury, but be wary, many vaccines still do contain thimerosal, no matter what you've heard. And really that's irrelevant because all of the other ingredients would also be a gigantic red flag in regard to this issue as well. 
He continues saying, and even those vaccines without thimerosal still contain an incredible number of dangerous chemicals. When the mercury is removed, it's just typically replaced with another toxic additive that is frequently just as health-harming. The aluminum hydroxide used in many vaccines has been linked to symptoms associated with Parkinson's, ALS, and Alzheimer's. How this works is once the aluminum gets into the system, it essentially has an affinity for the brain tissue. And it tends to migrate into the brain tissue and lay across the synaptic gaps or clefts. And what this does is it kind of short-circuits thinking processes. And unfortunately, as we've stated in other uh, teachings, and if you're on my email list, you'll know this, that that's pretty much by design. Um, they are actively trying to reduce world population and to create a very sick uh, population because a sick population is very easy to control. The Georgia Guidestones and many of the globalist elite like Ted Turner and Marie Strong have openly stated that it is their goal to reduce world population by 90 to 95%. Um, Ted Turner was quoted in the Audubon magazine saying that. He wanted to get world population down to 350 to 250 million. Um, This is the goal or the agenda of the people at the very, very, very top of the global elite, or the top of the Illuminati, if you will, and they're taking their direct orders essentially from Satan. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and this is just one more way he's trying to implement this. Some other ingredients that are in here are phenols, methanol, isopropyl, phenol, ethanol, or other ingredients which are corrosive and toxic. The bottom line is, is if you are if you are a parent and are considering vaccinating your child, please read upon a potentially devastating side effects of vaccine before doing so. It could mean all the difference between life and death. Avoid the fear mongering and take some time to read all of the issue the sides of this issue. Not just the propaganda conventional pediatricians will present you. Most educated parents that I know have done a careful analysis of the data and invariably chose and invariably chose not to vaccinate your children. And you do have that right in America. Um, it's a religious exemption vaccination form. Uh, in the home state I'm in, Florida, it's called, I refer to it as a blue card, blue card religious exemption vaccination. And uh, this particular PDF that I will be putting up will give you the resources, uh, many different resources that you need to have in order to arm yourself. So uh, if you choose to make that decision, you can do so. Now, it may get to a point where we might not have that option anymore. And we're going to be talking about some of those legislations that President Bush has enacted. Uh, I also received a lot of requests since I've put this up, even though I know it was a, the first one was a poor audio quality, uh, to give more natural remedies for these things that we're talking about. In regard to aluminum poisoning, one of the main things that you should do is take a product. It's from a company called Alta. They make a silica. And this is the main, their main product they've made for a number of years. And silica actually competes with aluminum in the body. Much like zinc and copper compete or phosphorus and calcium compete. See, trace minerals, a lot of them actually compete in the body. And uh, trace minerals like aluminum, you want to get out of the system as much as possible. And an organic silica derived from horsetail, which is the silica I'm in reference to, Alta Silica, A-L-T-A, you can do a keyword search on the internet, uh, that silica would be the one I would recommend. It's the only organic silica that I know of. In regard to the mercury and all the other heavy metals, there is a product that has been proven. Uh, they've got several studies that they've done, and it's called NDF. 
And I believe the website is like BioRay2000. I'm going to have the link in this PDF. That's a very, very good product to uh, naturally chelate the heavy metals out of uh, the the system. Okay, it's been used very successfully with many children. They've got pre and post studies. Uh, the product's been around for a long time. It is based on, I believe, a cracked cell Coriella, which is uh, very good at chelating heavy metals out. But this is a very special type of cracked cell Coriella that they're using, and it's not the standard cracked cell that you're going to get in the health food store. It's it's m- very much of a specialty product. So I would recommend that one uh, for detoxifying the side effects of the heavy metals and other damage that has been done there. And again, these that link will be in my PDF. The next article we're going to be reading was entitled Prominent Vaccines Cultured from Aborted Babies. Now, I also have an online presentation on YouTube, and there's a specific part of it where I actually... Well, actually, several specific parts, but there is a specific part where I talk about this and I actually give you all of the 13 vaccinations that were at present time that are cultured and manufactured from aborted babies. And they admit this in the literature. Uh, They just have a way of glossing over it, and we'll get into that in a a second here. Uh, So it's my Avion flu presentation on on, uh, YouTube, and I believe it's also on Google. So if you key in Dr. Scott Johnson on Google and maybe the word Avion, You'll find it. It'll it'll be up there. It's a 16 part on uh, YouTube, I believe. So they're they're just 10 minute increments because YouTube forces you to go to that format. So this article goes by saying, for over 30 years, pharmaceutical companies in this country have been producing vaccines derived from tissues of aborted babies. Now it's actually way more than 30 years right now. Uh, but at the time of this writing, it was. A fact that was brought to light when several prominent Catholic newspapers published articles on the morality of using the vaccines. The trouble began when the new law in St. Louis County, Missouri, required food handlers to obtain hepatitis A vaccine for employment. When the source of the vaccine was revealed, many principled individuals objected, and with good reason. As this information has become public, more and more physicians and parents are troubled by the ethical issues involved. Now, again, to, to verify this information uh, that we're talking about in regard to specific vaccines, just either rent or, um, not rent, but I mean check out or buy a physician's desk reference. Now, the, the newest ones, I, th- I think they come out with wheels on them because they're so gigantic anymore that um, and so heavy. And the reason they're so gigantic and the reason they're so heavy is because there's so many more drugs that they're releasing every single year. All of them have side effects. All of them are toxic. Every single one of them. Every drug that they release, please understand, is a controlled poison. This can be verified if you take a bottle of that. Whereas if you take a bottle of something like a whole food vitamin, it at most it's maybe going to give you diarrhea. Okay, but a drug typically, if you take the whole bottle of it, usually it will kill you. This is even this is even the case with toothpaste. If you go and look on any of your fluoridated toothpaste right now, go look at the label, and it'll say if more than um, what was normally used in brushing your teeth is swallowed. So just a little small amount. If more of that is swallowed, call poison control immediately. Why? Because sodium fluoride is a toxic, toxic poison. It is a byproduct of the aluminum industry. It has no right being anywhere in any product, in anything that we consume. But Alcoa um, is, this is a byproduct of the aluminum industry. Alcoa is the main 
company there, and they started introducing this into um, the dental industry many, many years ago. Not only that, but then the mercury that they're using too. It's unbelievably toxic. It has no place in our bodies whatsoever. Sodium fluoride actually makes the bones weaker and, so- and softens them and accelerates the aging process. This is proven. There was, a, there was a village in Germany where they had unusually high amounts of sodium fluoride in the water system, and all of the, wi- all of the people there aged um, very, very, very quickly. And they suffered from all these degenerative diseases at very early ages. And many of them were were, uh, joint deterioration and bone deterioration softening diseases. And now this is the very thing that sodium fluoride is supposed to help. Yet it's the very thing that it actually uh, creates is bone softening. Now an organic fluoride that would naturally occur in food is good for the bones and the teeth. But sodium fluoride, which is a byproduct of the aluminum industry, which is what they use in the dental industry, and they put it in almost every toothpaste that's made, unless you do your homework and go to a health food store and get one that doesn't have the fluoride in it, um, sodium fluoride is terribly toxic. And uh, there's a book called The Fluoride Deception. I think if you look it up, and uh, if you want to know a lot more about that, there's several websites up on the Internet that expose this as well. So, just wanted to kind of note that as well. So, again, yes, a physician's desk reference, and you can find out a lot of this stuff. But the, uh, what I was saying about the physician's desk reference is one of the reasons it's so gigantic and voluminous is because as they introduce more and more drugs, every one of those drugs has what they call contraindications and side effects. And if you look at the standard drug, the majority of information that is talked about of that particular drug is usually contraindications or how it's going to react with other things, usually other drugs that you can't take it with, and or side effects. So that's actually the bulk of what the physician's desk reference really is. Whereas you just don't have that problem when you're dealing with whole food things or or most of the herbs that are even out there. The first vaccination is Verivax. And this is the chicken box or varicella virus vaccines by Merck and Company. We're going to see their name mentioned quite a bit today. Produced using, they put this in the vaccine sucrose, which is white table sugar, phosphates, glutamates, processed gelatin. I mean, does this sound like stuff you want injected into your body? I mean, these are things we really shouldn't even really be eating, much less injecting straight into the bloodstream. The medium of growth, how they grow this vaccine, and and this is how you will determine if it's culture from aborted babies, is it will say human diploid cells. This means it is originating from human aborted fetal tissue. And I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on that subject later. So this, the chickenpox vaccine, the Verivax, is grown off Aborted babies. Now, again, you have to ask yourself the question, what might be the spiritual implications of injecting a vaccine that was grown off an aborted baby into your body? Christian or non-Christian? I mean, to me, this sounds like a witch's brew. And again, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the subject of pharmakia, which is where we, which is the uh, root word for witchcraft and sorcery in the King James Bible. And it's also where we get the words pharmacy, uh, pharmacist, pharmaceuticals from as well. We've talked about this in the previous four studies, and uh, I believe this study is going to be building upon that. 
I really wouldn't have wanted to have started with this study because you really need to go back and listen to the other four before you listen to this one so that a proper foundation is laid because the Bible says in Proverbs or Psalm 11 verse 3 that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So let's build a proper foundation and uh, not be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Okay, so then what when we talk about thimerosal, which is a chemical compound that contains 49.6% mercury as a preservative. Okay, now this is one of the main preservatives they have used in the vaccinations that's implicated in all kind of horrific problems and side effects. Mercury is one of the most dangerous toxins known to scientists. Vaccines with thimerosal contain 100 times, typically contain 100 times the exposure that the EPA or the Environmental Protection Poison Control Center Guidelines consider safe for the average-sized infant. Now, that sounds like insanity to me. That contains 100 times the exposure rate in the vaccines, and you're giving it to an infant? So it's okay to inject it into them, but if they, if they would by chance break a mercury-based thermometer and get in their hands, you know, you've got to get them right to poison control. But it's okay to inject 100 times the safe amount into an infant. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mercury is known to cause neurotoxicity and brain damage and mirrors the symptoms of autism. Now, again, there's whole support groups for parents, you know, in the United States in particular, probably elsewhere, that have had their children vaccinated, and then the next day they have autism, or the next minute, or they go into a seizure right after this. I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands, and as far as vaccine claims, there's been billions paid out to these parents, but... A lot of that has been absolutely totally suppressed because it doesn't you know, shine a good light on the pharmaceutical companies that really typically control most of the media, either directly or indirectly. So yeah, that's something to, uh, to think about in regard to these vaccines. And then there's Biovax, which is the rubella mumps and virus vaccines by Merck and Company. Again, that is grown off human diploid cells or human aborted fetal tissue. Okay, And then we have DPT. Diphtheria, tetanus, toxoids, a cellular pertussis vaccine absorbed. It's from Smith, Klein, Beecham Pharmaceuticals. Now, in the PDF, I will give you even the 800 numbers you can call. And with the extensions. Uh, now, again, I wouldn't expect to, you know, for them to receive you open arms if you call and, and start accusing them because, you know, obviously they're going to be on the defensive. But it's absolutely verifiable proof. And you can find this in any physician's desk reference as well. Uh, the DPT is produced using aluminum phosphate, formaldehyde embalming fluid, ammonium sulfate, washed sheep red blood cells. Sounds really sanitary to me. Glycol. Well, at least they washed them, you know. No, sorry. Uh, glycol, sodium chloride, and thimerosal, which is mercury. I tell you, that's a real... That one's just about got everything. It is not grown off aborted babies, but the medium for growth is porcine or pig pancreatic hydrolysate of casein. Casein is a protein. So again, you know, sounds like a witch's brew. Flu shield, uh, that is for the influenza virus vaccine. Now this is one that even adults would get. It's from Wythe Ayerst. It's produced using genitomycin sulfate. I believe that's an antibiotic. Formaldehyde and bombing fluid. Polysorbate 80, tributylphosphate, anthromerazole, which is the mercury. It's grown off chicken embryos. Then there's Havrix, which is the hepatitis A vaccine. Smith-Klein-Beecham, produced using formulin, aluminum hydroxide. Phenol-exanol, which is a component of antifreeze. Polysorbate 20, 
medium human diploid cells, which means it's originating from a human aborted fetal tissue or babies. And then there's Imovax, which is the rabies vaccine. This one is produced using human albumin, which would, albumin is another word for protein. Human protein, neomycin sulfate, which is an antibiotic. Phenol red indicator, like they need to put color and dyes into vaccines. Many times these colorings or these food, uh, food colorings are, uh, people have all kind of allergies to. This is a big cause of uh, ADD uh, in, or attention deficit disorder or ADHD, atten- attention hyper you know, activity. These are things that um, many times are triggered by the additives in foods, the food colorings, too much sugar in the diet, these types of things. And they actually have the uh, phenol red indicator in this particular vaccine for rabies. The medium of growth, again, is human diploid cells or aborted babies. And then there's IPOL, the inactivated polio vaccine. That's from Connaught Laboratories. Produced using three types of polio viruses. But see, they say since they're inactivated, it's okay. And then it's also used formaldehyde and bombing fluid phenoloxalanol, which is antifreeze, or a component of antifreeze. And then the medium of growth are called cells, which is a continuous line of monkey kidney cells. Now we're going to be talking more about the, the monkey kidney cells a little bit more next week when we talk about the polio vaccine. We're going to be going into that in depth. And that's a real eye-opener as well. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed when I even read this stuff. Even though I've known about this for years, I, it's just it's mind-boggling to me that really the churches haven't, you know, been absolutely, totally up in arms about just this issue alone. I mean, come on. This issue alone should be, you would think would be enough motivation. But it doesn't really seem that there's anything out there to get the churches motivated. And I believe one of the main reasons for that is because they're, they're so far intertwined and linked up with the government through their 501c3 statuses. And there's very few things in reality they should be talking about. Because of that status, they have had to make agreements with the Internal Revenue Service that they will only preach on certain things. And um, again, I get, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail any further, but suffice it to say I've done several teachings on that particular subject. And I also have a PDF that is connected with those teachings online, if you go up to my keyword, if you go up to my homepage and you key in the numbers 501, just 501 because it stands for 501c3, and you'll find all the teachings I've done on that, and there's several, and I've presented many different facets with it. There's also PDF, there's also a PDF file associated with that that you can click into, and I believe it's called Satan's Master Plan to Destroy the Church. And he's done a very good job, and I believe that's one of the chief ways he's done it. And this is a big reason why the church doesn't speak out against issues like this. In, in essence, they have been spiritually gelded. Okay, uh, They're not directly under the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, is, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is not their lord, in other words. Okay, uh, The government has actually given them their right to exist through their 501c3 status. They had to go through the go- to the government and through the Internal Revenue Service in order to get their right to exist. 
They are unequally yoked together with unbelievers, and it has spiritually corrupted and affected the church. It has been done in in kind of an invisible way because it's a spiritual thing you're dealing with. And the Bible says we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes, principalities, rulers of wickedness in high places, and these types of things. So it should really be no... No surprise that Satan has chosen that tactic to come very subtly. And the Bible says in Genesis 3 that Satan, when he approached Eve, he was the most subtle beast of the field. So again, it really shouldn't surprise us as that's, that's been his tactic. So anyway, I won't say anything more about that. But uh, if we go further, we have now the uh, Merivax. And Merivax is the rubella virus vaccines from Merck and Company. And again, it's produced using human diploid cells or aborted babies. Then there's MRVAX and MMR, and they have pretty much identical ingredient lists. Uh, they're both produced by Merck and Company. The MMR, again, is measles and rubella, or MRVAX is measles and rubella. The MMR is measles, mumps, and rubella. Okay, And uh, the rubella side of both of these vaccines is cultured from human diploid cells originated from human aborted fetal tissue, or babies. And then we have mumps vax, which is the mumps virus vaccine by Merck and Company. That one is also cultured from aborted babies. And then we have Oramune, which is the polio vaccine live oral trivalent. It's produced from Lettier Laboratories, produced using three types of attenuated. When you see the word attenuated, it means partially killed. Attenuated polio viruses, so they're partially killed. Killed polio virus. Not all the way, but partially. So, and then it also has streptomycin in there. Neomycin. Calf serum, as in a calf like a cow. And sorbitol. And that one is grown off monkey kidney culture. Then we have the rabies vaccine absorbed. And again, you can go on any physician's desk reference and verify this information. Um, the rabies vaccine absorbed. SmithKline Beecham Pharmaceuticals. That one has aluminum phosphate. It is actually cultured from fetal Reese's monkey lung cells. And then we have Recombivax, hepatitis B vaccine recombinant. Merck and Company, that one's made using thimerosal and aluminum hydroxide. I mean, I I believe that you can probably see uh, if you go and you fill out the blue religious exemption vaccination forms, at least that's the way it is in the state of Florida. I, I hopefully have proven to you already that there are gigantic um, implications and conflicts in regard to Christianity. I mean, do you think Jesus Christ would have ever got one of these things injected in him or any of the apostles or they would have ever advocated it? So these are things where, like the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, also to, and to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them. Now, when you get one of these vaccines injected into you, you are having fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And what we're trying to do today is to reprove them or, or bring something that's in the dark and make it light, shed light on it, okay? Uh, so that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 24, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So we need to always be on guard and never get so proud as to think that, you know, there's no way that I can be deceived because once you've gotten to that point, that is pride and pride will blind you to the truth. The next article is entitled Inoculations, the True Weapons of Mass Destruction Causing Vids or Vaccine-Induced Diseases. This is by Rebecca Carley, who's an MD. She's a 
qualified expert in vids and legal abuse syndrome. Uh, now again, pretty much everybody that I'm going to be quoting from today is an MD or a PhD in one way, shape, or form. It's not somebody in alternative health care. Um, I'm a chiropractor, but well, who I'm going to be quoting from today are the actual people that are in the industry uh, that have first-hand knowledge of what is going on, and they have the degrees to speak on these things. Really, they're much more qualified than myself. So I'm going to let them talk for me today. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. Well, you're going to see way more than two or three witnesses in regard to this. So she goes, she starts a report by saying, uh, this is an excerpt, some ingredients in vaccines as listed by the CDC on their website include antibiotics, aluminum gels, formaldehyde, monosodium glutamate, or MSG, egg proteins, sulfites. Thus we have anti- antibiotics, which you could be allergic to, aluminum, which when combined with the silicone deficiency, remember what I said before about silica, uh, or sil- she refers to it as silicone, if you're already deficient in silica, or silicone, then you're really, really set up for the aluminum to have an, uh, an adverse impact on your body because there's nothing there to compete with it. If you have ample amounts of silica in the body, then it'll still kick the aluminum, aluminum out to a certain degree. Now, they hide aluminum in a lot of things. One of the main things they put it in are, anti, are antiperspirants or sometimes deodorants, but antiperspirants, number one, are really kind of insane to use because you're actually stopping something. You're stopping one of the chief detoxification pathways in the body, which is sweating through the axillary area, which is one of the main ways that the body disposes of toxins, okay? So they come out with these antiperspirants that make it stay inside you. This is a big reason women develop breast cancer because they'll use antiperspirants or toxic deodorants that are laden with all these types of chemicals like isopropyl, Propyl, anything you see with prop in it, PRP, isopropyl, uh, propylene glycol, or meth, methylene glycol, anything with meth or prop, it's toxic. Okay, typically every single deodorant that you're going to get in one of these stores is is toxic. Okay, anything with meth or prop or aluminum, these are just a short list of some of the ingredients that are absolutely totally toxic. You should not be putting them on your skin, especially in in one of the most highly absorptive areas of the body, like the axillary area, otherwise known as the armpit area. So you don't want to be using those. Uh, they're they're highly toxic, and you're stopping. So what happens is, is when you use any perspirants, everything stays inside you. The lymph nodes in that area cannot dispose of toxins properly or get rid of them through the axillary area. So these toxins build up. Many of these toxins are cancer-causing cancer or carcinogens. And the carcinogens build up and then the woman gets breast cancer. Okay, That's just one reason. Underwire bras are another reason because it cuts off the lymphatic drainage into that area. Low vitamin D is, is another, uh, that's, always, that's always implicated in breast cancer. Um, so, and again, with vitamin D, uh, there's a, uh, a packet that I put out, and it's entitled, it's regarding the difference between synthetic and natural vitamins. And um, if you want that, just email me and I'll send it to you in Word format. And that'll explain you the difference between a vitamin D you're going to buy in a health food store, a vitamin E, that you're going to buy in either a drugstore or most health food stores, and what a true vitamin E or D is the way God put it here, the way the Lord Jesus Christ made it. The Bible says all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That's in reference to Jesus Christ. 
All things were made by him. Okay, so we want to kind of stick to the way he put it here. Okay, which is typically the way it occurs in, you know, the plants and uh, the herbs and, and, and um, these types of things. So just understand that there's a big difference there. So anyway, let's go further here. Okay, so we were talking about the aluminum and some of the ways that they have introduced it into the food supply. They also love to put aluminum in pancake batter, in um, uh, waffles that you buy in the freezer section. Uh, They love to put aluminum silicate. I believe they use it as what they call an anti-caking agent in many of the salts that you'll put, that they use mostly in fast food restaurants. Uh, you just really have to read the labels is what it boils down to. Read the labels. If, if, if these are things that are, that are present, like the meths and the probes and the, and the aluminum, uh, anything that has hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated on a label, you want to stay away from it. Uh, partially hydrogenated, it, anything that's partially hydrogenated is, uh, they've modified the fat in such a way where it's essentially one molecule away from being a hard plastic. That's why it's partially hydrogenated. Because if it was totally fully hydrogenated, it would essentially be a hard plastic and you could not consume it. Okay, and these are things like margarine. Margarine's partially hydrogenated. It's not normal, it's not natural or normal. Okay? And the way they scare everybody with that is on the subject of cholesterol, and I've done um, a whole radio interview on that that, um, that I can send you if you like. So anyway, if we go further, uh, we, and then the, another thing she talks about is formaldehyde. Uh, again, it's an embalming fluid. MSG, which is an, a potent excitotoxin, which is like aspartame or NutraSweet. We're going to talk about that later. And it can cause seizures, brain tumors, etc. Egg protein which could cause what they call anaphylactic reactions in the body. Uh, and See, egg protein is okay to eat, but if you inject it straight into the bloodstream, as with any of these chemicals, you never know how somebody's system is going to react. And these children that are getting aut- autism, essentially the reason they're reacting that way is because their body is perceiving this massive toxic poisoning that has happened all at once in a very unnatural way because usually if you get poisoned, you know, it maybe gets on your skin or maybe you inhale it or maybe you ingest it. That's a normal pathway. But when you inject it into something, somebody, it's, it's not a way that the body's prepared to deal with things. So what it causes are autoimmune reactions. And this is a big reason why autoimmune diseases have exploded in this country, particularly with women, because women tend to have stronger immune systems than men. And when they have an autoimmune problem, because their immune systems are stronger, um, it tends to be more, more so. Okay? And that's why more women have autoimmune diseases than men because of that reason. So then we go further. Another thing that they have in them is sulfites which is another toxin we are not advised to consume much of orally, but in vaccines it is injected directly into the body. She says, is this, is this not a verifiable witch's brew of chemicals, organisms, and animal parts? And again, you, I, I think about like a witch, like the, all the old pictures you think of like witches around a cauldron, eye of newt and toe of frog or whatever they're putting in there. And it's kind of what you, you think when you, when you see this. So what the CDC does not list is the 13 vaccines at present and more that are in the works that are actually cultured on aborted human fetal tissues. Noted, note in this list that they also failed to mention the ethyl mercury containing preservative thimerosal, which has been the only which has been the only dangerous substance in vaccines to receive mainstream media attention. 
I'll bet most of that being disinformation. After the explosion of the rate of occurrences of autism in the last generation, it became self-evident proof that vaccines are the causative factor. And what I also do is I'm trying to provide with every single article within this PDF file links to these respective articles so you can check this out for yourself. And really, we're just reading portions. We're just giving you more of a summary outline um, in regard to these things. The next one is entitled, American Medical Association Seeks Removal of Religious Vaccination Exemptions So Mandatory Immunizations Can Be Implemented. Mandatory. Now, that's a police state as far as I'm concerned. They're going to tell me that they're they're going to inject poisons into me or my child, and I don't have a choice. That's a police state. Okay, that's Nazi Germany as far as I'm concerned. So this, the following information can be viewed at the American Medical Association website. This is an AMA website. This is straight from their website. It's uh, Article H-440-970, Religious Exemptions from Immunizations, and it says... Since religious philosophic exemptions from immunizations endanger not only the health of the unvaccinated individual. Okay, now this is just all lies, okay, but this is what they're saying. Let's, let me just start over again. Since religious philosophic exemptions from immunizations endanger not only the health of the unvaccinated individual, but also the health of those in his or her group and community at large. And now that's the main excuse they'll try to use. Well, it's okay if you want to do it to yourself. But how dare you not get these these poison this poisonous witch brew uh, witch's brew of toxins injected into you because you're putting other people at risk because you haven't done that? Where what kind of demonic logic is that? And it is demonic logic. This is like getting into the mind of Satan. Then it says the AMA encourages state medical associations to seek removal of such exemptions in statutes requiring mandatory immunizations instead. And then it says, number two, it encourages physicians and state and local medical associations to work with public health, I'm sorry, public health officials to inform religious groups and others who object to immunizations of the benefits of vaccinations, the benefits. No, all it is is absolutely propaganda brainwashing. See, the thing is, is I don't really care if there is a benefit. All I have to know is about the aborted babies. That's all I need to know. I don't want anything more to do with it. See, that's where, you know, that expression, the buck stops here or whatever. That's all I need to know. And now all the other stuff is also verifiable. All the other toxic witches brew of chemicals and, and all these controversial mediums that they're growing these on. But all I need is, is the aborted babies. That's all I need as a Christian. And that's why I think this should be such a black and white issue. And I, it's just inconscionable to me that the churches have done essentially nothing about it. You think, you think that Smiley Joel Osteen is going to preach on this or Benny Hinn or any of these other guys? No. No, they're not. They're probably, if they did, they would lose their 501c3 status. And again, what does the 501c3 status boil down to? It boils down to money. Money. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to write it off on my taxes anymore. Well, I'm, I'm not going to donate to this church and, and, uh, this type of thing. And so they would lose massive amounts of money. They would lose uh, subsidies from the government and these types of things. You know, they would be uh, come under all kind of pressure and scrutiny. They could not have the types of ministries they have. Why? Because these ministries, for the most part, are highly esteemed among men. And the Bible says, Jesus said, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. This goes on to say... Um, and the risk to their own health and that of the general public if they refuse to accept them. 
So they're informing religious groups and others who object to immunizations of the benefits of vaccinations and the risk to their own health that that, and that of the general public if they refuse to accept them. And then it says, number three, encourages state and local medical associations to work with public health officials to develop contingency plans for controlling outbreaks in exempt populations and to intensify efforts to achieve high immunization rates in the communities where groups have religious exemptions from immunizations reside. Now, this is talking about, you know, imposing essentially like a martial law type police state on people that refuse these. In other words, there's going to be no excuse. Now, remember, look at the stu- look at the study we did from last week on IG Farben, which is the roots of the modern day pharmaceutical companies, and that is probably one of the most evil corporations that have ever existed, and it still exists today. It's just branched off, as we talked about. And these are the same major players in the pharmaceutical industry and the pharma cartel and these types of things. So. Honestly, after seeing last week's teaching alone, how could you think that they would possibly have your best interests at heart? It's about control, power, and money. And the destruction, particularly of Christians, because they know a lot of the, the ones that are objecting to this are Christians. Okay, Because of some of the moral, ethical, and health things that we've got into today. So if you want to see the extent to which the CDC is forcing inoculations on Americans, please see the link... Uh, there's a link here that you can click on regarding the CDC in updating the children's vaccine schedule. You'll notice near the end of it, it says something disturbing. The vaccines can only be delayed in rare circumstances. And I'm sure that that would only be with the approval of the MD, who is really doing the bidding and the dirty work of the pharmaceutical companies. That doesn't mean I think every MD is totally evil or anything like that. But unfortunately, they're in... They're in the profession of pharmacia. That is how they primarily make their living, through either prescribing or injecting. Okay, And you cannot lay down with dogs and not get fleas. It's just like if you take a 501c3 status on your church. It's the same thing. You can't do this and, and expect it not to have negative spiritual implications. This is why, personally, I've come out of all of it. And it was the best thing I ever did. Okay? People ask me all the time, where do I go to church? Where do I do? I don't know what to tell them really. There's very few churches that I would, you know, recommend. Pastor Slattery's church in Bellevue, you know, these types of things. Pastor Ed's church. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of uh, Dr. D. A. Waite. Churches that are unregistered, but there's not a whole lot of them around. So a lot of people have started their own, you know, home Bible studies and churches, which is, you know, how I got started. Okay. So anyway, uh, this is a quote from Dr. Marsha Angel former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, so this is pretty high um, credentials here, she says, the combined profits for the 10 drug companies of the Fortune 500 companies, which equals $35.9 billion, were more than the profits for all the other 490 Fortune 500 companies put together which is $33.7 billion. Now, I don't know exactly what year this was. If it was 2003, 2004, I'm not sure. But trust me, nothing's changed. Oh, and then she goes on to say, over the past two decades, the pharmaceutical industry has moved um, very far from its original purpose of discovering and producing useful new drugs. Well, you know, I, I, I take issue with that statement because I don't think their, their motivations have ever been pure. Again, just look at the roots of the modern-day pharmaceutical industry. Then it says, now primarily... a 
marketing machine to sell drugs of dubious benefit. This, in, this industry uses its wealth and power to co-opt every institution that might stand in its way, including the U.S. Congress, the FDA, academic medical centers, and the medical profession itself. Okay, so it's just saying it's using its massive amounts of money to essentially either pay off or pressure every other facet of government that would have any kind of influence over the pharmaceutical industry, including U.S. Congress, the FDA, which is, which is bought and paid for by the pharma, pharmaceutical cartel, the FDA is, academic medical centers, the medical profession itself. So you've got 10 companies in the Fortune 500 whose profits are $35.9 billion. They're all pharmaceutical companies. And then there's 490 other companies in Fortune 500, okay? And their combined profits are $33.7 billion, which doesn't even equal the combined profits of those 10 drug companies. Now, the love of money is the root of all evil, and, I mean, obviously we can see there's a gigantic monetary motivation for this. The next article is entitled, Flu Shots and Alzheimer's Disease. Since the flu shot season is approaching, I thought it was appropriate to remind everyone that according to, to Hugh Fundenberg, who's an MD, the world's leading immunogenicist and the 13th most quoted biologist of all time, who has over 850 papers published in peer-reviewed journals. Again, this guy has got way more credentials than I'll ever have, but this is what he says. If an individual has had five consecutive flu shots, their chance of getting Alzheimer's is 10 times higher than if they had one, two, or no shots. That's a quote. Dr. Fundenberg claims that this is due to the mercury and the aluminum in the flu shots. Many childhood vaccines and what he calls Rogam shots, uh, these toxins build up in the brain, causing cognitive dysfunction. And is, why, is this why Alzheimer's is expected to quadruple? Now, aluminum is absolutely implicated in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Okay, then we have the, the fluoride that I mentioned earlier. Fluoride uh, has a high affinity for the lower brain lobes. Okay, fluoride is also a toxic heavy metal. Fluoride um, affects the part of the brain, the lower brain lobes, that control our will to resist. Okay, so again, if they can totally fry our brains through heavy metals and chemicals and poisons and toxins, they create a very weak, what they would term as sheeple people. They're already pretty weak to begin with right now. They're also doing all these things where they're introducing chemicals into the food supply and the water supply, which are called xenoestrogens, which adversely affect the hormonal levels of both men and women. Uh, estrogen is going to essentially feminize a man and uh, probably make a woman more more so in a possibly a domineering feminine type of way. These are, these are also cancer-causing uh, compounds. Uh, they've done all types of things to the food supply to also sterilize, try to sterilize the population. The xenoestrogens do that. Uh, synthetic B1, which they load in so many, anything that's fortified, if you see the word fortified, like Wonder Bread, or, or, or any of these uh, products they have out there with synthetic vitamins in them, B1 um, will eventually cause sterility. They've done all kind of double-blind studies with, on that. Um, so again, they're doing a lot of things to, to try to create a weak, sickly population and also to reduce population as much as possible. If we go further, this article is entitled Mystery Deaths, Fuel Vaccine Anxieties, Pentagon Accused of Mislabeling Adverse Reactions, Won't Share Autopsy Reports. 
In September 16, 2003 article in the World Daily Net by Timothy W. Mayer, it was revealed that out of 6,000 Persian Gulf II soldiers shipped home for recovery, only 1,200 were wounded in combat. The non-combat walking dead are so physically and mentally damaged that the military had to discharge them. Why? There is concern that the anthrax and smallpox vaccinations are cause, uh, causing a wide variety of problems. At least six died shortly after the shots, but the Pentagon denies it. The atmosphere of intimidation is so strong by the government that many GIs tell Insight they no longer even report the illness. They are told to suck it up and move on. You know, come on, be a man. You know, they, I tell you, military's got to be one of the most dangerous places you could possibly be as far as this type of subject we're talking about today. With all of the mandatory... I mean, if you, if you sign up the military, they own you. And you pretty much got to do what they say or get court-martialed. Um, it, I, I see people going military, I just cringe anymore. Okay? There is a DVD out there that you can buy, or I believe you can even go keyword this search in, in on um, YouTube or Google... And key in beyond treason. Beyond treason. A lot of times if you want to get a more accurate search, you put it in quotes. And it interviews several different high-level doctors that were over in Desert Storm 1 and 2. And the walking dead that have essentially come home, as far as the military, from this uh, unbelievable, almost like experiment that they've done over there. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Between the vaccines between the, um, uh, the NutraSweet that they've put in the diet products that these guys have been consuming. Um, NutraSweet, if it gets above, I think it's like 90-something degrees, will start converting into its constituent products uh, like formaldehyde and wood alcohol and formic acid, which is ant sting poison. Um, formaldehyde, again, is what you embalm people with. These are all components of NutraSweet or, or aspartame. And between that between the vaccinations, between the biochemical things that they have released. And, and a lot of times these chemical alarms would be going off and they would, say, they would go and get into their uh, hazmat gear to try to protect themselves. And the military would tell them to stand down. Now, don't get into your gear. It's a false alarm. Uh, also, the depleted uranium. What they do is they tip the ballistic warheads with this stuff called depleted uranium, which is a byproduct of the uranium industry. It's the main byproduct of the uranium industry. There's only a very small percentage of uranium they actually use in, like, nuclear stuff. Okay? But the vast majority is called depleted uranium, which is still radioactive, very, very toxic stuff. But what they do is they put it on their main ballistic things, like for tanks and for little missiles they use. And it works very well at melting through armor plating when they tip a ballistic warhead with it. The problem is, it will melt through armor plating, but it atomizes once it hits the armor plating or wherever the target is, and the atoms go into the air, and you breathe it, and it's causing unbelievably horrific birth defects over there of the Iranian people. The American servicemen are bringing this home. They're impregnating their wives. The babies are, are, their babies are deformed. It's just absolutely horrific. And over in Iraq... It's essentially a saying when, when a child is born anymore, it's not, is it a boy or girl, or is, but it's, is it normal? Because there's, so, I mean, there's some pictures of children over there. You can keyword this, search this on the internet. I mean, they're, they're so horrific. They look like monsters. They literally don't even look human. Okay? And again, if you want to know a lot more about that, get that Beyond Treason, because it goes, it gives you all the documentation. I mean, just boatloads of it.
The next is entitled The Laws of the Pharmaceutical Industry. This is a, uh, by Dr. Rath, and, and he's one of the main guys that are fighting this uh, that we're talking about today. He said, It is not in the financial interests of the pharmaceutical industry to prevent common diseases. It's not in the financial interest for them, in other words, to cure anything. It's not. The maintenance and expansion of diseases is a precondition for the financial growth of the industry. Pharmaceutical companies are typically public traded uh, companies on the uh, New York Stock Exchange. Their main goal is to make money. That's what people don't understand. It's not about humanitarian things. It's about how do they make more money. And again, it's hard to conceive this type of evil. But, you know... The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.13 that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. The word wax means to grow. They shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So they themselves are going to be deceived, and they are going to deceive others. Okay, so again, that's what you're, that's what you're dealing with here. Uh, then the government, in this next article, government's own vaccine data leads scientists to develop to shocking discovery. Children are 27 times more likely to develop autism with exposure to the mercury-containing vaccines. 27 times. Okay? This was government's own vaccine data said this. This was from February 9th, PR Newswire. This says, Today the the Institute of Medicine will hold a one-day meeting. Only one day. We don't want to look at this too long, you know. We'll only hold a one-day meeting to review important new research on the link between thimerosal, a mercury-based preservative in vaccines, and the neurodevelopmental disorders such as autism. Ted Koren's comment. Now, this is another guy that if, if you key in Ted Koren, K-O-R-E-N, he's got all kind of vaccination resource. He's been doing this for a lot of years. Okay? He's solid. The CDC has the data and never put it together. This is his comment. Why are they collecting the data if they never look at it? It took an independent investigator using private monies, and he gives you the link to where they did this. Under independent investigation, the CDC's data concludes. Children are... This is what the CDC's data includes, but they would never come out with this. They would suppress it. But it, but it concludes children are 27 times more likely to develop autism after exposure to three thimerosal or mercury-containing vaccines than those who received thimerosal-free versions. Now, they're both bad, but the mercury is heavily implicated with, all, with um, autism, just as aluminum is implicated with Alzheimer's. They have, you know, things that, they, that there's a higher likelihood they're going to cause, in other words. Mark, Dr. Mark Geyer is a leading investigator in the discovery, a medical doctor with a PhD in genetics. Among a host of other physicians and researchers presenting will be Dr. Jeff Bradstreet, who will discuss his study, which concluded that urinary mercury concentrations were six times higher in children with autism versus the control group. Now, again, with autism, you know, before the modern-day usage of vaccinations, there really wasn't even a word for it. It wasn't something that that happened typically in nature, in in human beings. It's been since the advent of the vaccinations, and now that they've increased the schedule of vaccinations, where they're getting so many more, it's exploded as a result of that. And then this next article, are vaccinated children healthier than non-vaccinated children? Because, see, that's always their argument. Well, yes, we're putting everybody at risk because we're not vaccinating our children with these poisons. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Then it says, um, do, do you know there appears to be no interest from pharmaceutical companies and government agencies to answer the above question, which was 
are vaccinated children healthier than non-vaccinated children? But there are a few studies answering the above question. In one study, only 2.3% of the children in the non-vaccinated group had asthma, while 25.6% of the children in the vaccinated group were asthmatics. Well, this is a tenfold increase. Is that Now, is that a big coincidence? How could it be? A tenfold increase from 23 to 25% regarding asthma? Furthermore, in, non-vac- in the non-vaccinated group, less than 10% got any what they call atopic disorders, which would be considered asthma, rashes, chronic runny noses, while more than 50% of the vaccinated group got at least one of them. Remember, creating a weak, sickly, dumbed-down population is their goal. Okay, Because if you're all of those things, you know we're, we're three-part beings. We're body, soul, spirit. If Satan can take you out in the body, okay, the soul and the spirit are hindered. Because okay, you can be on fire for God all you want and want to do this and that and do this for the Lord, but if you feel horrifically terrible, or if you have all kinds of physical ailments because of things that you've done, either knowing or unknowing, you've been destroyed for lack of knowledge, it's still going to affect you in an adverse way. So again, that, that's the devil's goal. That's again why I do a lot what I do, because I don't want to see people destroyed for lack of knowledge. I want to, you know, I know that I believed a lot of this stuff for a long time, and I don't want to see other people being um, deceived. Remember, Satan is the father of lies. So, that's what he does. He just lies. So, then we have the next article. Childhood is entitled Childhood Vaccination. Robert S. Mendelson, MD, world-famous pediatrician and best-selling author, began speaking out against childhood vaccinations soon after he began a column on health. Now, again, this stuff that I'm going over today, like a lot of the stuff that I present on a week-to-week basis, this has taken me years to accumulate all of this research. Not to say... A hundred times more is not available. But what I've tried to do is really uh, condense a lot of the most pertinent things into these studies so that you're getting like just the filet mignon instead of getting a lot of grizzle on the side. I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of do that for you to, um, because I just believe time is short and, and we need to have, you know, the facts out there and we need to have a lot of the facts. Um, because, you know, this is truth, what we're talking about today. And Jesus Christ said, If you continue in my word, then, you're, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So, uh, this Robert S. Mendelssohn, he's an MD, very famous, best-selling author. Um, he wrote a book, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. Now, he's an MD, writing a book, really, against the MDs. Okay, so, you know, you kind of give what he's saying quite a bit of credence. Um, This book is a godsend to many parents who don't like to run to the doctor every time their child shows some symptoms. Dr. Mendelssohn writes on immunizations, quote, Much of what you have been led to believe about immunizations simply isn't true. I not only have grave misgivings about them, I would urge you to reject all inoculations for your child. So, now... Again, I can't offer medical advice, okay? And, um, in fact, I should probably, I should have probably had that disclaimer up here, but, you know, it, it's, it's your job to educate yourself in regard to these types of issues, in regard to these types of health issues, okay? That is your job to do. I can give you the information, but here is an MD that is saying, I would urge you to reject all inoculations for your child. Dr. Mendelssohn makes five important points to back up the statement. Number one, there is no convincing scientific evidence 
that mass inoculations can be credited with eliminating any childhood disease. And again, we'll look at this later. Two, it is commonly, it is commonly believed that the Salk vaccine was responsible for halting the polio epidemics that plagued American children in the 1940s and 50s. If so, why did the epidemics also end in Europe, where the polio vaccine was not used so extensively? Three, there are significant risks associated with every immunization and numerous contraindications that may make it dangerous for the shots to be given to your child. Four, while the myriad of short-term hazards of most immunizations are known, but rarely explained, no one knows the long-term consequences of injecting foreign proteins into the body of your child. And again, this is from this prominent MD. Five, there is a growing suspicion that immunization against relatively harmless childhood diseases may be responsible for a dramatic increase in autoimmune diseases. So again, that was all quotes from Robert Mendelssohn. And again, we, we talked a little bit about the, um, the autoimmune diseases here. We have this MD confirming that, that the vaccinations are really the uh, cause of that. The next article is entitled, uh, Is Breast Milk Alive? And this relates to this subject, okay, so just bear with me. Human milk is alive with beneficial bacteria that aid in the infant's digestion and help prevent diarrhea. These are beneficial bacteria, in other words. And which is, uh, they prevent diarrhea, which is a frequent cause of death in developing countries. And with immunoglobulins, this is breast milk, that protects infants from disease. In one study, a group of infants fed artificial milk had 68,000 dollars in medical care costs in a six-month period, while an equal number of nursing babies had only 4000 a month. In Brazil, an artificially fed baby is 14 times more likely to die than an exclusively breastfed baby, and at least four times more likely to die than an infant receiving mother's milk and artificial milk. This is from New Beginnings, May, June 1995. That's the article. So 68000 in medical costs in a six-month period on the uh, artificial milk, and then you have the nursing babies, and they only had 4000 total. I mean, you know, that's a lot of money, okay? So, uh, and then these babies are 14 times more likely to die than a breastfed baby? Again, why isn't this research, you know, out there? And it's just, this is the way the Lord intended it to be. When you have a child, you breastfeed it, okay? Um Again, it's it's just it's just obvious. This now with the breast milk, there's something else that's very very important that wasn't even mentioned here. There's a substance that the mother secretes in the first in the majority of it in the first 48 hours after birth called colostrum, and this is God's way of immunizing the baby. And it first starts with this colostrum. What is colostrum? Colostrum contains over 95. Uh, immune factors to provide protection against bacteria, toxins, viruses, and diseases. Now, isn't this what their vaccines are claiming they're, they're doing? They're trying to usurp something that God already put in place, in other words. And what they're doing is poisoning your baby and saying that, yes, we're doing this, but it doesn't work. Uh, number one, it's drugs, it's toxins, it's poisons. There's all kinds of spiritual implications. The colostrum is, is the way that God intended it to be. So it contains 95 immune factors, uh, they activate numerous processes that are critical to the healthy function of the immune system. Colostrum also contains proline-rich polypeptides, or PRPs, which is a hormone that helps regulate the thymus gland, uh, stimulating an underactive immune system or subduing an overactive immune system in cases where it has begun to attack the tissues of the body. The thymus gland is a 
um, a gland under the breastbone, and it's very much large at birth, and it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until you know we get to like in our 30s, where it's almost like a residual type of organ. Uh, there are things that you can do to to keep um, promoting thymus function, but it's kind of like a computer chip in your body that helps to analyze between the the bacteria and the viruses and things of this nature. It helps your immune system mature and become what it should be, okay? And this colostrum that I'm actually mentioning is one of the main products I recommend to a lot of people. And the one I recommend is called TWI colostrum, it's TWI. And um, the reason I recommend it is because they actually used the colostrum from the first 48 hours of milking. Or it's like 48 or 24. Anyway, it is by far, you're getting more colostrum with this subject, with this particular product, than any other one that I know of on the market. Uh, It's also organic, and it's not been heat processed. So none of the bad stuff has been killed. So it's very important when you buy nutritional products. I try to only use the best. The professional lines that I use have taken me you know, like 15 years, well, actually over that, to find these particular brands. And I try to only recommend the best. And that, I believe, is the best colostrum product out there. And they do have one for kids, too. It's a chewable colostrum. And again, I believe it's TWI is the company name. Colostrum contains all five immunoglobulins, known as antibodies, that support the human immune system. Lactoferrin has been shown to contain antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory properties. It is an iron-binding protein with therapeutic effects in cancer, HIV, cytomegalovirus, herpes, chronic fatigue uh, syndromes, candida albicans, and other infections. So again, that's another thing that's in there. Many drug manufacturers have tried to isolate and synthesize the individual immune factors found in colostrum, including interferon, gamagoblin... Gamma globulin. Uh, I was I was saying goblin, like a hobgoblin. Anyway, there is no question that the significantly elevated concentrations of immune factors, essential factors, and growth factors in the basics found naturally in colostrum are far superior to medical drugs. I mean, there's no question. Okay, it's like night and day. All. All drugs have side effects. All drugs are essentially synthetic components and side effects and controlled chemicals. Okay, so that's all they really are. And all drugs have, you know, like I said, side effects. The next article is entitled, uh, Tis the Season to Get a Flu Shot. How many flu viruses are, are there actually out there? Between October 1st, 2003 and April 9th, 2004, the CDC identified 863 different influenza strains even if one assumes that the flu vaccines work. For the three chosen strains, what about the other 860 influenza viruses in circulation? Now that's protection. So you're covering three out of the 863, and that's assuming the the flu shot even works. I had a patient come in um, one time, and and we had treated him, we had released him from care, we saw his mother, not his mother, but his wife, a couple months later, she came in and she said, um, I believe he was uh, like Puerto Rican or Spanish. And we asked him about her husband. And she said, oh, he died. And we're like, what? I mean, the guy wasn't that old. And she's like, oh, yeah, he died the day after he got the flu shot. One or two days. You know, why isn't this stuff front page news? Well, because the pharmaceutical cartel, it, you know, has such control over the media. I mean, just in the advertising alone, they're not going to put out negative stuff on them. Or, or, there, or if there is negative stuff, it's going to be doled out with an eyedropper. Okay? 
And I think I had said this last time, but if we take all of the things that properly prescribe, improperly prescribe drugs, necessary surgeries, unnecessary surgeries, nosocomial, nosocomial infections, which are infections you catch in a hospital, if you take all of that and you combine that all together, the medical profession, pharmaceutical industry is by far the number one cause of death in this country, far exceeding cancer and heart disease, which a lot of that is to blame on them too. And that's a whole other subject. I have a, a packet called Destroyed for Lack of Knowledge where I get into that. If you want that, just let me know and I'll, I'll email it to you. Um, the next part is entitled Danger Vaccines, How You Can Legally Avoid Them. Uh, this is a cassette you can order online. Uh, it's essentially a 90-minute audio tape of an important teleconference. The tape features a conversation between renowned vaccine expert Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She's another really good one that goes after the subject. And Dr. McCola, uh, with the subject, with select questions from over 600 conference participants, the tape will help you to discover simple and practical steps you can take to legally avoid dangerous immunizations, learn the difference between philosophical, religious, and medical exemptions, understand why most medical exemptions will not stand up in court, learn practical methods of improving your child's immunity so they won't get the diseases the vaccines are supposed to but frequently don't prevent. So these are things you can learn. Now, in 1938, the German researchers had great success using hydrogen peroxide in dealing with colds and flus. Their data had been ignored for over 60 years. It is important to begin treatment with hydrogen peroxide as soon as symptoms appear. Now, again, this is just a little excerpt I'm reading from here. If treatment is started promptly, effectiveness seems to be in the 80% range. Now, the reason they say that is typically when someone gets sick, there's usually an 8 to 10 hour window where if you can start loading up on the nutrients, things that, a couple things that we're going to be talking about right now, many times you can knock it out. Now, if somebody's already sick, they've had it for more than 12 hours or a day, the thing's going to have to run its course. Okay. Now, yes, there's still things you should be doing, and you can reduce that time, but many times... You, if you can knock it out at the very beginning, you know, it's like it's like putting a fire out before it turns into an inferno. Fire has to start somewhere, you know, and if you get it when it's just a little tiny fire, it's easy to put out. But if you if you let it, uh, you know, engulf the whole house, then, then it's a three-alarm fire. It's going to take time. And that's the thing about the immune system. It's the same way. So many have found remarkable results in curing the flu and cold within 12 to 14 hours when administering a few drops of 3% hydrogen peroxide, which you can get any any drugstore. Uh, what you do is, is you just put three drops in each ear. The hydrogen peroxide starts working within two to three minutes, killing the cold or flu. There will be some bubbling and in some cases mild stinging. I've never had that experience, stinging, uh, but they say it can happen. Uh, now, again, you wouldn't want to do this if the child had a perforated eardrum. Okay. Uh, then it says wait until the bubbling and stinging subside, usually five to ten minutes, and then drain onto a tissue and repeat with the other ear. Bottle of hydrogen peroxide, 3% solution is available at any drugstore. Uh, again, you don't want to use that internally because it's just, you can use hydrogen peroxide internally, but it's food grade hydrogen peroxide, and that's a whole other deal. If you're getting food grade, if you get 35%, make sure you dilute it to 3 to 5% because 35% will severely burn you, okay? And you want to keep it in a very dark place. And if the bottle's bulging out, it's bad. Okay, there's just a lot of things to know about hydrogen peroxide. It's just not something that keeps forever. Okay, I, That's kind of one of the reasons I've always gravitated towards silver. Another thing about hydrogen peroxide a lot of people don't know. It is a powerful oxidant. 
That is why if you take 35% hydrogen peroxide, you put it on your skin, it burns you. It oxidizes your skin. I've got it on me once. Man, whoo, it is, it is some bad stuff. Now, you dilute it, it's fine, but oxidation is, is a way, is the way it actually kills the bad guys. The problem with oxidation is that oxidation produces free radicals in the body. Free radicals are one of the things that actually cause us to age and they break down and destroy things. So if you're doing food-grade hydrogen peroxide internally, something you should always be doing, not at the same time, but separately, is a very good antioxidant because antioxidants quench the free radicals that the food-grade hydrogen peroxide produce when taking it internally. It's very important. Now, you could use this 3% like as maybe a, a like a a mouth rinse type of thing. I, really, I would rather you use the food grade for that even, but it could be done. Okay. Um, so anyway, you, you want to take a really good uh, antioxidant to offset the free radicals and the hydrogen peroxide. If you do, you should be doing really a, a good uh, antioxidant every day. Is something you should kind of be doing anyway because it's it, there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, the one I use is a professional line. It's called Vitanox. It's made by Medherb. And um, that's the one I use. Uh, Pycnogenol or grapeseed extract is a good one. Um, I have a professional one I use there too. But th- those are those are good ones that that as far as good uh, antioxidants. There's a tons of antioxidants though. Okay, out there. These are just two of the best. So if we go further, although this method is perfectly safe for infant or children use, the loud bubbling and stinging fright can frighten them. They'll need someone they can trust to put the hydrogen peroxide in their ears. In addition to this approach, a good quality colloidal silver should be taken by mouth to act as a natural immune system aid. This product is antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. The one I use is the Invive Mild Silver Protein. Now, this is the main product I recommend for the immune system. This is the one that you will see me. And I believe God led me to this product. And I even have a testimony about this product that I've got in one of my newsletters. But my website is www.drdr-johnson.com. And this is essentially the only product I sell. Okay, There is one other product I promote, which is called Intramax. But this is the only one I actually advocate and, and, and sell. But actually, if you order or if you get this product online off my website, you're actually buying it factory direct okay, from the factory. So they handle everything. Um, but, you know, it's as good of a price as you're going to get. The quality is unmatched, unparalleled. The shelf life is about at least 15 years, and that's very conservative. Um, there is a retest date on the bottle, which is like, I think, 2013, but that's not the shelf life, okay? This is incredibly stable. It's the most stable uh, mild silver, colloidal silver you will find anywhere, and it is far superior, as far as my research indicates, to anything on the market, and I have used low part per million. I have done a 14-city tour of America where I spoke about this product and the avion flu. I have fielded just about every question you could, you could ask on this, and I don't think there's anything that touches this stuff. And I do believe God has shown it to me in regard to dealing with the end-time plagues, which are soon to be upon us in the form of things like avian flu or Ebola or whatever you're dealing with. It's just one more weapon, okay, in, in our arsenal. And I'm not saying that, you know, Jesus Christ can't heal you, okay? I, I, I don't ever, ever want to even go there, okay? These are just things to help support and build up our own immune system. Silver is actually a trace mineral that our body does need, okay? A lot of people don't understand that, but it's trace mineral just like zinc or calcium or these types of things. Uh, in March 1978, issue of Science Digest, it said, 
um, was entitled Armides Germ Fighter. It reported an antibiotic kills perhaps half a dozen different disease organisms, but silver kills some 650. Resistant strains fail to develop. Colloidal silver killed every virus that was tested in the lab, and that's from the UCLA Medical Center. I also have an online um, uh, mild silver uh, protein desk reference guide for specific health problems. If you go up to my website that I mentioned earlier and you click on um, uh, the doc- doctor's desk reference, little tab at the top of the page, uh, top of the website, um, there is a, the maladies and diseases are in alphabetical order, and you can click on you know, these, and, and you can find out exactly what protocol is recommended for this disease or virus or whatever you're trying to deal with. And if you have questions about that, that that's not getting answered uh, from that particular thing, you can email me. And again, the website is uh, www.dr-johnson, Dr. Johnson, dr-johnson.com. And uh, my website address, or my email address is Dr. Johnson, or just D-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom, N-E-T-C-O-M, dot com. And again, that's up on my uh, homepage on Sermon Audio as well. Uh, If you want to subscribe to my health or Christian-oriented newsletter, just email me, let me know which one or ones you would like to be on, and I'll add you on to that as well. So I'm going to go ahead and stop here for part one, and we'll continue with part two very shortly.